This episode of Where Did It All Go Right is sponsored by Pearson. Pearson is the world's learning company, supporting talent and helping everyone to make progress in their lives through learning. Working with teachers and education experts, Pearson provides a wide range of qualification routes so you can pick the course which suits you best to develop your skills and stand out in the crowd. Visit them online at go.pearson.com forward slash where did it all go right. Hello, welcome back to Where Did It All Go Right? We're recording these interviews during lockdown and we hope they provide some escapism during these challenging times. They're certainly providing me with some escapism. I can escape for an hour without my children and having to do any school learning. (gasps) I'm Ali Jones. Uh, We've got another great guest who will tell you about the pivotal moments in their career. We hope to inspire and entertain you. This week's guest is casting director Louise Kiley. Louise was the casting director for BBC Three's Normal People. What do you mean you haven't seen it? Well, it's broken loads of records for BBC Three, so go see it now, it's brilliant. Uh, Louise has worked on Blood, What Richard Did, and many more films, TV shows and commercials. We sat down in different rooms, thanks to technology, in different places, and we talked about how she got to do the job she loves. Well, Louise, thank you so much for talking to me during lockdown. How's it going? Your home looks really uh, neat and tidy, unlike mine. <laughs> a semblance of calm or not? Yes, I live alone, so um, so it's pretty calm, um, except for a bit of gymming equipment, which hasn't been used laying around the place. <laughs> Great intentions. Um, uh, yeah, you know, it's been fine. I work from home a lot anyway, so um, kind of remote working is is grand. You know, obviously I would quite like to see my friends in real life and go to our studio and stuff. Um, but as I was saying to a friend, um, being close to my family is quite nice. And also uh, I've got new neighbour friends. So we're wall talking and we're... Wall- Are you? Yeah, yeah. Which is not something that I would do. Like I'm not unfriendly, but I, you know, I've got new pals on the street now. So that's quite nice. Uh, yeah, everyone's looking out for each other, which is lovely. But in terms of work, is it busy? I mean, we will talk about the the big thing that's just happened. What could that be? Um, but but in terms of everything else? I mean, Ali, the short answer is yes, of course, they've quietened. Um, a couple of, so we were on two television series and one film, which obviously had to stop and um, production shut down. So they're going to have to pick up once they're allowed. But... Luckily, I mean, traditionally, you know, we'd have sort of upwards of five projects on the go at one time, generally. Um, now I have two television series, which is really great, considering, you know, people are so quiet. So the producers have been sort of kind enough and clever enough, to be honest, I think, to kind of continue casting in earnest. Because, of course, as soon as we can go, then we're ready to go. And there's myself and two assistants in the team but it's quite nice having this time to you know watch tapes in a thoughtful fashion and have a little bit more time to think and not be kind of attacking things quickly because I've got to move on to the next one not that I ever would but you know um got a bit more time to think and just sort of reflect a little bit and rather than rushing from one thing to the next yeah exactly so you know if a producer were to ask me is it a good time to cast even though we can't actually be in the same room I would say absolutely because um, because we have this time and actors have time so their tapes are really good and um, people are enthusiastic, people want to work so people aren't taking anything for granted. Um, so yeah, I mean I go to work every day. <laughs> but you don't have to go too far, the commute's pretty good. It's not bad, you know, kitchen living. Yeah. <laughs> but also it's giving you a lot of time to reflect on the mass success of, of normal people. I mean, reading all the tweets and the people that are watching it, I mean, normal people, like like me, but also, you know, James Corden, Mia Farrow, your, is your phone ringing off the hook or is your Twitter feed exploding? The, yes, my Twitter feed went a bit crazy, to be honest, um, which is quite strange for somebody who is behind the scenes, you know, and not expected. 
obviously the the actors in it you know deserve all the applause and the applause that you know they are getting for sure but it was quite surprising and you know actually to be honest what's been really amazing in my world is how kind and generous casting directors around the world have been i've heard from really i mean people who i admire greatly really quickly really very generous kind emails tweets messages and that's lovely yeah no i've seen that myself and i was like that's just lovely getting because you're right um the actors they're at the forefront but the casting massively important and it's really i'm just i've got so many questions to ask you because it's something that i haven't i'll be honest i haven't thought about hugely because that it's the casting on it has has been superb and lots of people have told that to you i'm sure but I'm just so intrigued about the whole the whole process. And when you start with something like normal people, you have a blank piece of paper. And I guess you just you you have your team, and I know your team's really important, but where where do you begin? Well, I mean you begin with the book. So you begin with the book, which is absolutely, I mean, written by Sally Rooney, beautifully written, um, succinct, thoughtful, eloquent, elegant and the best source material one can because of course you read the book i read the book a few times before um i met for the job i had worked with lenny before on a film called what richard did um, which was made in ireland a few years ago and um he obviously i'm a great fan of him and his work and so when he was making this tv series i read the book in advance a few times had to think about who marianne is who connell is and in the same way, I suppose, you read a book, you fall into the book, you fall into the characters, you imagine who they are, you relate to them in all different ways, you think about your time at that age, um, and you can get a sense of who they are, because that's what imagination is, isn't it? So, you know, in as many words as I could say, I described who I feel Marianne and Connell are, and then, of course working with Element Pictures and Catherine and Ed and Emma and the scripts written so beautifully. Um, that's where it happens. It talks with the director, talks with Karen who works with me, um, talks with friends actually. You know, and, and I haven't actually said this before, but I was thinking about it last night in advance of our chat going, I spoke to a lot of my close friends who had read the book and I asked them what, what Marianne looked like physically in their minds and what she felt like because we were aware that there was because the book is so beloved that there's an expectation that you know around these two characters and around the material that you know we were very eager keen sure hopefully not to get wrong do you know what I mean um so yeah. When you asked your friends mm. what they thought, did they all come up with a similar thing or, or not? Uh, yes, there, yes. There, I mean, uh, I'm thinking of one friend in particular who um, has worked in theatre and, you know, the arts for a really long time. And she was talking about Marianne and in, in a way that rem- like she was referencing a, a person she worked with years ago. And, and I kind of looked this person up and, you know, and, and I think what what the um, the sort of common denominator was is that there's a a universal feel or something about Marianne that we know who she is we can relate to her she's every lady at that age she's you know she's uncomfortable and she's weird and she's cool and she's interesting and she's interested and it was Mar. I mean obviously Connell as well but we found him a little bit earlier but Marianne it was so important that we we found the right combination yes well because did you that was another thing i was going to ask did you try different combinations because you might have a great connell and you might have a great marianne separately but put them together and it doesn't work 100 percent. yeah exactly so the process was that we started searching for both of them in about october 2018 and we put it out there so we saw tons of people uh, I've mentioned before, but Paul, and I think, you know, Len, Lenny has as well. And Paul was found pretty early, actually. So we recalled after Christmas in, in 2019 and we met a few, you know, lots of lovely actors and everybody was really quite enamoured with Paul from an early stage. We'd, he had trained in the Lear over here and he'd done a couple of plays and, 
you know, it's not rocket science. The man is a terrific actor. And, and I, you know, and as I always say, we were just really lucky that he was around at that time, around and available. And thank God, you know, you kind of go, oh, my God. Um, you know, so very fortuitous that he was there. So so we we were very, very excited about that. And I love that it was it was entirely unanimous. And um, and then, of course, we recalled with a you know a group of ladies, and then we went to North America, where Susan Shopmaker did a search for us there, and and we went back to England, and um, you know, read people in LA and New York and Manchester, and you know, so so it became, worldwide search. <laughs> yeah, it did. It it sort of you know we we kind of had a lot of calls and chats about okay, well you know we've got this and we like this and it feels right but let's look here just in case and then I went back to England and then we made different lists and so we saw a lot of people a lot of ladies and then we and then when the sort of the group of batch of tapes that came in including Daisy that was a really good like some amazing I mean my goodness the talent along the way like you know there's no there's no denying the fact that we saw amazing actors and and the enthusiasm for the project was really great like really talented folk and um and you know and you you watch new ones you're like oh there's something there there's something there it's exciting and I just remember um re watching Daisy's tape and ringing Lenny and going what well, hang hang on a minute <laughs> quite excited about this one actually watch this and so then we had a another recall session and um we saw some lovely actors and we put them together with uh, Paul and then when Daisy and him came together it was just really exciting so. There was a collective hurrah, do you know? <laughs> yeah, because that's because as casting director, you're the one who who brings everyone to the party. But then there must be times when not everybody agrees. And I imagine with this, Sally Rooney had was on board, and you know the directors. So it was so lovely that there was a unanimous hurrah. I can imagine because otherwise it must be quite tricky. Well, yeah, and um, you know, like I suppose the thing is, is that everybody in the team is and this sounds a bit glib but it are really nice people you know everybody had positive things to say about this and the positive things to this and um and then it was just you know my memory of it is that it was just absolutely 100 percent right so of course in retrospect and actually <laughs> in retrospect you know you check in with the producer when they're on set and stuff and you know, it's only afterwards that you kind of go, oh my God, if that hadn't, if we hadn't got it right, oh my God, you kind of, like if I'd known the sort of pressure in retrospect, I think I would be, I would have been like quite startled by it. But actually at the time you're just doing a job. Do you know what I mean? And we kind yeah. of were um, sort of dogged enough to continue until we got it right because it had to be right. It had to feel yeah. right. And and obviously I defer to the director Lenny because he's so great and the producers, um, of course I defer to them. But luckily, we all felt the same. And, and what struck me as well, there was a scene um, when they, when Marianne and her family were in the church. Mm-hmm. And so there's her mother and her brother, and they're all sitting next to each other. And I'm thinking, hang on a minute, they really look quite similar as well. So when you're casting, mm-hmm. you start with one person, then you have to build it, I imagine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whenever I go into a job, and it's usually very, very early on. I, I'm quite, I like markers and crayons and things. You know, um, I map them out. So I kind of draw the family trees and how, and specifically to do with ages and, you know, and so it all needs to make sense. Um, when it came to Marianne's brother, we had seen him early on. Uh, he also a terrific young actor. Um, I'm a great admirer of his work. And, and I think we recalled him for Alan quite early on. And, you know, he's just, he's just a really fine actor. And then of course, um, we saw her mom later. I think the adults get well. I suppose Lorraine was, you know, early on as well. But um, we saw some lovely actors for that, and and it's a combination thing. Then again, isn't it? It's chemistry and it's a combination and it's a feel and it's a fit, you know. But for you, it's, it's this, this. Obviously, you've got a knack of just seeing <laughs> what works. And, and if we move on to say um, Jamie, yeah. a bit of a villain. And I think I've read stuff, but he's a really nice bloke, really. But he, he, so when you see something like him to start with, what do you see, a photograph and a, and a, and a reel? For people like me who have no clue as to, to what you see, and because obviously he might send you something that isn't him being a villain. So you've got to imagine him being a villain? No, Fionn, I mean, I've known Fionn for years. And Fionn has been acting since he was a teenager. And he is 
an incredibly talented man. He's played leads. Um, he's, you know, a lovely and like people like he's a gentle person. He's a lovely human. And he was really in, he was really into the book. And credit to him, he was really enthusiastic about going, can I read for Jamie? And we said, absolutely, you're a dote, but, you know, go for it. <laughs> Best luck with that. And he was amazing. And it just felt so right and there's references to how you know Jamie's a little bit shorter in the book and that's tricky because going like you know going into things with a sort of physical sort of you know we don't generally do that I go into things with a kind of a feeling or a sense of a person and a sense of the character but actually the way Fionn even looks he's not particularly short but you know he he worked perfectly for for Jamie and also he's a really good actor and that that's the thing like I watch it and people have been really kind about the supporting roles and I, I, I'm so fond of each one of them and you kind of look at Elliot who plays Joanna and um, India who plays Peggy and, and, and people are saying, oh, they're so perfect and they are so perfect, but they're so talented as well. Do you know what I mean? They're just really fine actors and luckily really nice humans and had a great time. So then there's that chemistry as well that kind of, they feed each other and they're, you know, it, the whole thing. And then of course, when they're in the hands of uh, an amazing director and directors because obviously Hetty directed the second block the whole thing feels very safe it's like one big family really yeah. I bet everyone got to know each other really well and 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 still in touch now particularly through zoom calls or, and whatever yeah. uh, and when because I think I read that Daisy had said that she hadn't actually read the book so maybe she might not have known about things like the amount of sex scenes so when you call someone in do you mention that from the get-go? Yeah. Oh, just to let you know. Yeah, yeah, you have to. Yeah, 100%. So, um, I mean, I actually, that's a really good question, Ali. I I know that before she came to Dublin, she had read the book. Well, she certainly told us she had, but I'm quite sure she had. But the, the nudity was very well sort of presented at the very outset of the whole process. You know... Because otherwise you have a problem, don't you? If you don't yeah. say it. Oh, yeah. And, you know, like, absolutely. You know, you kind of get to the 11th hour and you go, by the way, um, it's really important that, you know, if you've read the book, you can, you know what it says on the page. And that, to be honest to the book, as Lenny and Emma and Catherine and Ed say, you know, it has to be truthful to the book and that exists in the book. So therefore it has to exist in the television series. So for me, doing my job... Um, it was really important that we put that out there at the outset. So therefore, if an artist, you know, a human person is not comfortable with that for whatever their own personal reasons are, then I completely respect that. And that's absolutely fine, you know, as does everybody. And equally, you know, going into it, people, nobody took for granted that this is a brave space to be in. So um, there was an intimacy coordinator called Ita and you know, closed sets and, you know, people were very careful and very thoughtful around those scenes. And um, and actually, I think those scenes are so beautiful that, uh, you know, they work so well and they, oh, I just love them. Yeah. Absolutely. And, and for you as casting director, how much time do you spend on set? Once it's cast, do you, not much at all? Are you done? Yeah. 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 I mean, it's, you know. Um, that must be hard. Because it's like your baby and then you're giving it away. Well, you know, I'm, I would say I'm more kind of like a fond mum of all of the actors as opposed to the, like the project being my, like I'm one department. Do you know what I mean? So when you watch it, um, I mean, I was so admiring of the cinematography and the costumes and, the, you know, um, so so it is a massive collaboration. Um, but but actually what happens is that in the same way, I suppose, locations are slightly ahead of what's happening. We have to be the same. So in a television series, it's um, it's it shoots in blocks. So um, Lenny would have directed the first six and then Hetty would have directed the second six. So we did obviously a massive amount of work at the beginning and then once Hetty sort of started her preparation, then we kind of got into, you know, the bigger characters in her, in her block, which would be somebody like Helen, who's Connell's girlfriend, or Lucas, who's the gentleman in Sweden. Those were really important roles, and those were ones that obviously we would have been doing just slightly later. And I guess if there's a problem, so an actor suddenly goes, I can't come, I've broken my leg, um, you are the person that has to sort that out. Yeah. 
So, yeah, I mean, that's life. You know, th- things, you know, absolutely. Yeah. Or, you yeah. know, there's a big, like, smoke cloud that can't fly. Or, you know, you know. <laughs> um, so, I'm sure you've had a few. <laughs> Not smoke clouds necessarily, but problems. Yeah, exactly. But problems. Um, so, you know, and w- what tends to happen is that production because obviously there's the production team are a big massive machine so and brilliant and so everybody just jumps in in one way or another to solve the problem so whether that's me then talking to the agent about how we're going to help and what we're going to do and then it's production doing logistical stuff and producers making it you know so schedule changes first ad's changing schedule so yeah it's a massive team i'm fascinated though how you because you did a law degree yeah in cork yeah? yeah so how someone who does that then becomes a casting director. So yeah. your route. So you didn't obviously want to become a casting director to start with. You were going to be a be a lawyer. I was going to be an actor. <laughs> yeah. With a law degree. With a law degree. Um, yeah, I was going to be... So basically in school, in secondary school, I um, wanted to be an actor. And so did all the plays. And then I auditioned for Trinity College and I didn't get in. I was age 19 and devastated. And then, But I did get law in university in Cork. So I went to do that and I was fortunate just just in the dramatic society a lot of cramming for law exams but like a lot of kind of hanging around the theatre. And then went to the Gaiety School of Acting and was an actor for a while. And um, so I was part of this cooperative agency where we sort of represent each other. And so that taught me a little bit of the business. And... So one day, myself and my friend, who's an actor, decided to uh, become casting directors. So I just like that. <laughs> yeah, I didn't even know what it was really. Uh, sort of an idea, but uh, so yeah. So we luckily, you know, were got a job and winged it a bit, and you know, and I always say, you know, people were nice enough not to lie when I asked them questions. But um, but it was definitely a large amount of winging it, and then. My friend went and continued her acting career and um, and that's how it happened. And actually... You make it sound so easy. <laughs> well, you know, it's like you kind of look back and go, oh my God, I knew nothing. Nothing at all. And it's funny, isn't it? And now you kind of go, like, there's so much to do with contracts and agreements and negotiations and, you know, fa- like various territorial uses and all that stuff. So, so which is where your law came in, I guess. Yeah. And, you know, and that kind of, even if it's like, I don't know the law that was made in 1985 that's relevant to, but there's certainly a kind of thinking and an interest in kind of unpicking the logistics so that we are all clear go- moving forward. Do you know what I mean? So if there was a kind of a, like an explosion of kind of like, sort of creativity acting you know imagination mixed with practical scheduling law contracty stuff and poofed it all together that's kind of what I do and and do you think that having a friend to start with kind of gave you the confidence to do it if you would you have done it on your own no no that's a really good point I I I definitely wouldn't have had the confidence at that point to do it to go out on my own and I've said that to her many times like no, <laughs> when I think about it, I'm like, ah, oh. uh, no, I think, you know, the sort of traditional route of assisting a casting director is probably the wisest way to go. That's how you learn. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's a funny thing because it's, it's not something that's on the sort of college application, is it? No, Do you know what I mean? No, but it- it's so important, isn't it? And, and would you go back to being an actor? Mm-mm. Ever? No, that's it. That yeah. door is shut. No, and, and the day, the day I sort of, stepped out into the world of casting was the day that I went oh my god of course no it's the, like way better and I just adore actors and and that has happened especially a few years ago when it was kind of all starting that people would say do you not want to or what about you for this and I'd be like oh my god no I couldn't bear it <laughs> no you go and do it have a great time no very happy it sounds like you had the almost the perfect like you say training in a way even though it might not be the most normal training for it but sort of doing that that degree but then doing the acting so you had the the sort of technical side and you understood how it was to be an actor but also the getting all the contracts and understanding all that it's perfect but to start off then how did you sort of did you get start with commercials and then sort of move into film and tv was that the best way yeah so um on night one when we sort of announced who we were um, (laughs) and there was a producer who was a bit stuck and a director called Liz Gill who is an amazing director and she's a producer as well and she was making a short film and so they said well hang on we need something and we went oh my goodness so we did it um and then you know Ireland and where did you look for people did you decide 
from that start, but how you would do it? So we approached the agents in Dublin. We kind of looked up a list and their email addresses, I suppose, and sat in an internet cafe and, um, uh, <laughs> you know, said, yes, we'll see this person at this time. And, you know, and and people... In my lounge. Were cool. <laughs> yeah. And, and actually, do you know what? We I had a camera because I was quite interested in... And I'd had it for my 21st birthday. So I had a camera. We hired some lights and we used the floor of a nightclub called Reraw in Dublin, which is still there, I think. So basically that was our studio. So you had to go through like a really smelly bar to like go down to our little space where we had lights and everything set up, which actually, do you know what? I mean, it was pretty grim because it did stink of alcohol, but the, but subsequently I've been in, you know, our studios are lovely, but like you do find yourself in small little dingy rooms all over the place. So you know, nightclub floor on job you number have one. A drink afterwards, so it's kind of <laughs> exactly. win-win, isn't it? Yeah, 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 totally. Um, yeah, funny. That was our first job, and then work gets work and chat. You know, and and then our first film was called Thirty Two A, which Marion Quinn directed, and that was amazing. And that was your sort of the first film, and you're like, I really like doing this. But you're, by this point, had your friend left? Were you then on your own? <laughs> yeah. So she was she was cast in a film about sort of kind of two or three sessions into maybe 32 ways. So she was there at the beginning and then um, she went off and, you know, was amazing and is amazing. And then, yeah, and I just carried it on. And um, and again, when I look back, I go, <laughs> I knew nothing really. Um, but I had an instinct and I went out to the drama schools and I, you know, was kind of like, I can see who's in the front row of the young person dancing and singing, but I quite like that lady in the back who's a bit odd. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, and it's... Um, yeah. And, and, and it, having an eye for that, but also it must be such a fabulous part of the job of seeing somebody that you're a little bit, you're not sure, but you think there's something there and just seeing them fly. Yes, yes. And you know what's like really great is when when they, so, so, so they get cast and they're sort of young and kind of like vulnerable and sweet and all that. Well, you know, not necessarily, but like, but it's new. And then they go on set and then they sort of come out Sort of, hey, yeah, that was, you know, I can do that now. I'm absolutely fine. And then a few years later, they've done like big telly and big movies and that's their job now. And they're adults and they're, you know, and it's cool. It's really cool. And um, and they're like, hey, Louise, nice to see you again. <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah, at least they still talk to you. That's good. Well, that's true. <laughs> Thanks a million. You were 15. Remember that. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, you see them grow. You see them grow up. Yeah. Yeah. And... Uh, and also the the telling somebody that they've got a part. I'm interested in. Do you tell them or do you just go through the agent? Because if 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 you were really pleased with them, I would like. I'd really want to tell them myself. Definitely through the agent. Yeah, right. everything goes through the agent. I mean, like at the point at which they get cast, it's rare that I kind of know them very well. Do you know what I mean? Now, obviously, once they get the part and then you're in their company and they're at the read through and all that stuff, then of course, you know, it's like, hello, lovely to see you, congratulations. And they're absolutely thrilled. Sometimes you might get a little email or, you know, a little tweet or whatever afterwards, which is really nice. Um, but no, everything, 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 everything goes through the agent. Yeah. Just to keep those kind of you know, the, the lines clear and, yes. you know, for sure. I think, because at the end of the day, it's work, you know? Yeah. On the flip side though, you'll have to ring an agent to tell them that somebody didn't get something and that must be quite difficult. Mm, it's hard. Yeah, it's very hard. And it's, um, yeah, it's really, really hard, especially when they get close and agents are so nice and they're so gracious and actors are so gracious. Their hearts are broken. And, and, and actually, I'd... I feel sorry for the agent having to tell their client because, of course, they have such a good relationship with their client and their friends. And, yeah, it's a killer. But sometimes things are meant to be, something else comes along. You just, it's, you know, sometimes I'm sure you see that happen as well, that somebody who didn't get something, they get something else. And actually you think that was better. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Or, you know, it's, you know, I'm thinking of one lady in particular. She didn't get one job, but she got a really nice other job. and, And that's also nice for her because, you know, she's close to, you know, it and... Yeah, it's it's a hard life. It's a really hard life being an actor. You know, yeah. I you know I'm very admiring of them. <laughs> They're resilient. That's why you do you do workshops and and help a lot of actors as well and yeah, um, training in the company that I run. There are three guys who make films and work with youth theatre and you know they're terrific. And actually, two of them made a film called A Date for Mad Mary in Ireland, which is just the most wonderful film. And they run courses. So what happens is that um, you know they'll run a ten week course, and myself and Teresa and Karen, who are casting directors as well, will go in and. You 
you know, we'll do sort of a masterclass on commercials and self-taping and stuff. So, so that's been good. And, you know, the guys run it and that's, yeah, yeah, it's, yeah, cool. And self-taping is, is what happens all the time now? Yeah. 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 And as technology, I remember I was talking to an actress about doing self-taping. She said like she had no idea about tech and she was balancing cameras. And, you know, there's a a real art to it, isn't there, as to getting it right? Because it could be the difference between getting a job and not. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And 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 it's not a new thing. Um, And the, you know, and the the idea that, you know, people are balancing cameras on on books and lights and and they're in their house and they're, you know, asking their mother to be quiet in the other room I mean it's so common it's hilarious um and 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 still you know the the results are really really good but the the sort of the problems that people face or the challenges that people face around self-taping are the same all over the world you know it's like your partner only wants to do that take 19 times because otherwise they're gonna actually you know never speak to you again let's be honest it's so irritating (laughs) you know um so you know and and equally because we are so interactive obviously we're in lockdown now we can't be in the same room together but I can send a little note and say sorry if you wouldn't mind you know a little bit brighter a little bit more light or a little bit um just a little bit of note on performance or whatever and people are cool about that you know yeah um luckily you know phones are really good cameras so people don't have to spend a huge amount of money which is really important as well and And hopefully everyone's got a bit more time well absolutely and like for sure we've certainly learned that in the last few weeks that like you know tapes are fab in the last while because people are like yeah at least they're doing something getting to play you know (laughs) and when we talked we talked about you started the commercials and then you did your first film and you've done so much stuff, Ripper Street and Blood, which I saw a tweet from Liam Gallagher who likes Blood. That was so funny. I mean, yay. Like, so it's, you just go, wow, that's amazing. Yeah, yeah. Um, so was there a particular job that you sort of led, really led to, to other big things and got you noticed, would you say, more than others? Or working with people? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I would think, actually that um, the first film that I was talking about earlier, um, what Richard did when I worked with Lenny Abrahamson the first time, I think that was uh, really important for me because it, it meant that I worked with Lenny, it meant that I worked with Element Pictures, and since, Element, since then I've worked with Element many, many times. We did a soap called Red Rock, which ran for three seasons. Um, we did that film, A Date from Mad Mary. Um, and then, you know, it's like, there's really you know it is that thing isn't it it's like you you work with a producer you create a re- like really good relationship with them I've worked at Parallel a few times I've worked at Treasure they're just lovely people um and really great at what they do um I think probably Sing Street which um John Carney directed uh was probably another big kind of moment for me because of the um, you know the how well received it was across the world and the music of it and the sort of irishness of it and you know and that stuff so um every project feels a bit like a gift um i'm really excited whenever i get started each one comes with a different a different set of requirements and obviously a different team and um and a different feel because of course you know on the one day you might be working on a the hole in the ground which is a kind of dark horror you're looking for a boy who's really quite scary and then on the other hand you're looking for you know uh, people who can do martial arts for into the badlands you know um so yeah it's cool and um and luckily ireland's really busy touchwood hopefully it'll say so yeah and and talking about requests for different roles has there been one that's absolutely flummoxed you you know martial arts just sounds well, I guess that's not too difficult, but there must have been a couple where you just thought, where am I going to start with this? That's a re- <laughs> I just had a memory there, actually. Um, yes, you know, sometimes you do go, oh, my heavens, where am I going to find this? Um, but years and years and years ago, we were doing a commercial and written on the page was grannies and granddads, you know, like 70 or 80 with you know in, like as in when I say granny and granddad I mean like a tr- like a really white haired you know like a really elderly human person rollerblading having <gasps> yeah having a great time so you kind of go well that's never going to happen because it's really dangerous but we found ourselves in a rolling rink 
um, with the most wonderful older people who were so enthusiastic about getting unrolled. When I think about it now, I'm like, oh my God. <laughs> Do you fill out a health and safety briefing? <laughs> You're just like, that should net my goodness. But anyway, thank God there was obviously there was safety people there and you know, they were really enthusiastic and like, you know, nobody was hurt, thanks be to goodness. But, uh, but you know, you know but in, in the end they used a double who was a stunt and of course that's what they should have done. You know, sometimes you kind of look back and go, the fact that you even entertain that is insane. You know, it was a long, long time ago and luckily nobody was hurt. But also what's interesting is the fact that you didn't go, can't do that. You said, right, I'm going to give it a go. Yeah, but you know, now I would have been like, oh my goodness, don't be silly. Um, <laughs> yeah, you know, you know, you kind of, we have a large enough social media presence on Facebook that, you know, if you are looking for a 15 year old amazing gymnastic, uh, somebody who's a gymnast, or we did, um, we co-cast a, a, a TV series called Dublin Murders and um, there's a young character in it uh, who she plays two characters and she has to be this amazing ba ballet dancer and she is an amazing ballet dancer the, the the person who we cast and um and obviously Sing Street was about musicians and um yeah it's funny yeah it's great and 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 oh we did actually there's one other one that I remember actually this was quite hard we did a commercial a few years ago about Tiger Woods and Rory McIlroy it was Rory McIlroy and it was for Nike and the idea was that we would see Rory McIlroy growing up age sort of four six ten you know and so obviously he's an amazing golfer and now I will be honest and say I was like who now tell me again I'm just gonna google this one so um uh so I learned a lot about Rory McIlroy in a short space of time and um and so we had to find an amazing golfer who looked like him, aged four, six, 14, 16, whatever. There was like phases of life. And we did. Facebook? How? Uh, Facebook, um, you know, like a lot of social media, golf clubs, you know, <laughs> where Rory McIlroy's from in County Down, uh, County Down, yeah, um, Hollywood, I think. Uh, you know, there's a massive golf community there. And we found this child who is like a, a complete wonderkind uh genius he was about four and the golfing skills on him was amazing and thank goodness he had brown hair <laughs> if not <laughs> diet <laughs> well that's true absolutely yeah but that was uh we were like wow so what you learn early is that they have to be amazing golfers because otherwise it just doesn't look right do you know what yes. i mean and, and thank goodness because there is now there's a team of you um yeah so you can share the load so when you're tearing your hair out you can tear it out together I suppose. yeah exactly or you know e like even on a kind of a day-to-day level or base or whatever like so say for example i am looking for uh somebody to play the postman or the postwoman or the you know the cyclist in scene number four who's got one line then all we do is kind of go guys i need ideas for this blah 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 and then it just comes back immediately so as i was saying to somebody the other day it's like you know four or five heads are better than one aren't they you know yeah. and people have different tastes and people have different kind of opinions on characters and performances and I really love that because it's like I might feel one way about something and kind of go well I think that it's these three and one of my colleagues Therese or Karen particularly will say well actually I feel really strongly about this actor and this is the reason I'll be like you're absolutely right do you know what I mean so you've in your job you've got to have strong opinions to get your thoughts across but you've also got to be quite open to discussion and you've got to you've got to stick to your gun sometimes but you've also got to be open to ideas haven't you absolutely it's like it's it's a collaboration you know um and I don't have any kind of you know I don't know everything in any shape or form and also it's you know it's the auteur it's the director it's the producer it's you know I am I am the casting director but it's their call at the end of it, it has to be do you know what I mean yeah. you sow the seeds you, you start it all off which must be beautiful then to watch it grow and yeah. and, and you mentioned when you worked with Lenny mm. a few films projects back and, and then did, was that connection what's happened that brought the normal people job to you how how did it come about yeah I, I think that's true um so obviously what Richard did was great and then Lenny went and made some amazing films and I worked on many projects with Element Pictures who um, produced Normal People and What Richard did. And then 
so this was happening and um obviously it's years later and I just went in and had a, a chat and you know an interview I did my preparation and um and then he said yeah he'd like me to do it so so that and does every job really happen like that you go in and you almost have to pitch really as to how you see it what you would do yeah um sometimes at this point you know if you've worked with people before then they'll just kind of say you know well we have a really good relationship you know Louise will cast it and that's what we'll do um and then sometimes you have to go in and have the chats and stuff so both are absolutely fine. I totally get it, you know. And in the same way that I say to actors, it, you know, preparation is absolutely everything. I take that really seriously because because this is a really important project. It, it, you know, each project is really important, but this this director is taking time to meet me and and so there's no wing in it, you know. And I guess you must feel nervous when you're going in for something like that because you said you'd read the book a few times, but I always find that if I'm prepared for something, the nerves do tend to go, don't they? Yes, absolutely. Do remember, yes. Do you remember how you were feeling? Uh, I was feeling excited and probably a little bit nervous, but I completely agree with you, Ali, and this is exactly what I say to, to people. Um, if you have prepared, like, to the best of your ability and you're feeling excited or a little bit nervous... The, the nerves go because you know what you're going in there and you know what you're talking about and you're interested in what the person has to and you're and it just becomes a chat doesn't it do you know what I mean and so those go over and also Lenny's like he's such a nice I, like everyone's you know it, it's a very pleasant experience I've never actually gone in and somebody's been in any way unpleasant but yeah of course there's a sort of a you know you kind of have to put your best foot and dry your hair do you know <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Yeah, and, and hope for the best. And then yeah, you, you get the green light and then it's all systems go. And yeah. and then I, I'm interested as well, you have, not just when you're working on a project, but you must get so much stuff sent to you all the time. Can you give us a sense of how many reels you get, how many photographs you get, and where they all, where they all go? You must have a good storage system going. Uh, oh, yeah. I mean, like five or six a day, I would think. Um wow. Yeah, which doesn't sound very much, but actually... No, it does, because it adds up, doesn't it? Wow, it's... A, yeah, and then you have, to, you have to take the time to... Read and reply. And feedback. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, it, it, it can be a, a short enough answer, but but there's always an answer. There's always a reply. Um, and yes, we do have um, uh, quite a large amount of storage and also, you know, have to abide by sort of privacy rules and all that good stuff. Mm. So, um yeah so but a lot of my time is spent watching self-tapes like there are self-tapes coming in now today for a project and tomorrow and friday so the team will be downloading and labeling and tagging and kind of you know making sure we have all the information we need and then i'll be watching and so once this sort of large volume of work is done then i present my sort of albums to the producers and directors and then they watch and then we regroup and we all talk and we kind of create a plan from there you know um whittle it down a bit yeah exactly and and sometimes you kind of find yourself going well that's great that you know that person is definitely that character is definitely in there and sometimes the character might be in there and I'll be like well look I'm going to give you a few more or sometimes it's not in there and you have to just go again or you have to present more you know so um so that's kind of the process really yeah, it's, it's fascinating. And I, I'm also, because sometimes, you know, when we hear news of somebody has been cast in a role and you think, what? Is that going to work? And then it does work. And I, I wonder if somebody, is it difficult for you who, this is your job, but to then watch other stuff? Have you always got your casting head on? Yes, I am constantly. Like, you know, everything I watch, everything I'm going to, everything I hear, I read, um yes it is all retained in the bank because you know uh and, and and imdb is my best friend you know so when i'm watching something on the telly or you know it's constantly kind of going who's that person and oh that's that person okay great you know so yeah and it's an interest it's also keeping relative or relevant but it's um an up-to-date and upskilling but it's also genuine interest yeah have there been big films that you've gone to see and you've just thought that casting is brilliant <laughs> I mean my goodness Manny um I mean the 
you know, this year alone, like Marriage Story with Scarlett Johansson and Adam Driver. I mean, the chemistry is just unbelievable, isn't it? You know, and, mm-hmm. um, you know, I mean, so many of the BAFTA films this year, Joker and Joaquin Phoenix, I mean, it's just like unbelievable. Um, yes, absolutely. I'm so admiring of, and, and again, I'm so admiring of other um, cast and director's work like Gangs of London um, Kelly Valentine Hendry I mean my goodness what a beautiful job you know what I mean so yes so all of those things so what next for you I mean normal people as, as I would we've talked about other pivotal moments in your career before normal uh, people with working on on certain projects that open doors to other things but do you think that this moment now is having quite a, an impact on your career um I mean like it would be it would be weird to say no um because of course there's so much attention um at the moment um but the actual answer is i don't know you know because i work in ireland in a very comfortable steady industry which i absolutely love would somebody come to me to cast an all american project that doesn't seem to make sense do you know what I mean um even though of course we're you know the world is a small place um but you wouldn't say no (laughs) no 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 of course not no 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 of course not um no like so I mean of course not but you know um but I don't know is the answer you know we don't we don't know um again anything that kind of comes along is exciting so we'll see you know but but as my friend quite rightly said to me she was like well whatever happens it's just time to enjoy it isn't it do you know what yes. I mean because like my goodness did we think that this would happen you know especially in a time which is so weird you know and um, so it's great to have something really joyous I think also though it might have helped uh, normal people in a way because We've all been had time at home to be aware of it. Maybe spent more time on our phones going, why are people talking about this normal people sitting watching telly going, I, I think it still would have been really big, but I just wonder whether, and particularly the, the subject matter, because it's all quite reflective and makes you think. And I think we're all in that sort of state of mind. Would you agree that it might have, it's flown a little bit more because of these times? I mean, I, yes. As I mean, I don't know, am I sort of qualified to answer that question? Do you know what I mean? It feels a bit sort of like that's a, a producer question maybe. or But, but as a person, um, what I feel is that we are really you know, collectively sort of happy to find two people, two characters that we can root for that you know we find ourselves in and that the story is so universal because we've all fallen in love once at an early age and so I mean that that makes it you know I feel like you know we we we're all falling in love with them so that's lovely you know and isn't isn't it wonderful that you've helped us get to know these people you know you you're the kind of conduit between um when you first saw them did you sort of fall in love with them in in a strange way yeah yeah you have to yeah yeah absolutely and i and i i'm quite sure that um that the director and the cinematographer and the you know like everyone around them you know in like in order for us to be able to sort of do our jobs like you have to feel loving towards them don't you do you know Mm -hmm. the characters and the actors so yeah i will like i I have a little photograph of their first recall together and it's absolutely beautiful and it's and it's exactly what I saw on that day. So that's really special. Yeah. And if anyone now, I think, you know, you've really helped bring the job of a casting director to more prominence because people are going, cause, because of all the little parts, particularly in normal people, because it's, you know, I think a lot of uh, an age group of people who are watching it who might be thinking about careers and what to do. And I love the way that, you know, acting wasn't for you. So you've, you're still in the arts, but you're doing something just different. What would be your advice to them as to what sort of person you have to be and, and how to succeed at it? Yeah, that's a good question. Um, I think you have to be a really organised person because there's a lot of admin um, and it's really important that things run well. Like There's a lot of scheduling of days and making sure people have the information that they need. So on a very sort of basic, when you're going to start out way, you know, you're going to be doing a lot of kind of scheduling and stuff and that's real practical stuff but I feel like if you want to be a casting director you have to love 
writing, love theatre, love film, appreciate people's work, really enjoy watching stuff. Be patient because it's easy to sort of forget that this show reel that you're about to watch is a real human who's 20 years of age. You might have watched 65 of them in the last week, but this person put their whole little heart into it and, you know, and their expectations lie within it as well. So to give the time and the patience and, and if you feel kind of overworked or tired to just, well, for me, I just kind of, you just go for a walk and then come back and remember that you're dealing with humans and their lives and their, you know, that stuff. Um, But it is a it's a it's a it's a it's a really creative follow your kind of imaginative job and um and if you love literature and you love theater and you love uh film and and you you know you know and 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 you have to go to the theater many times a week and you have to you know want to do that do you know what I mean so there are Mm. kind of creative expectations and stuff so that's you know and then scheduling and getting coffee (laughs) (laughs) but it sounds like you get up every morning and and don't ever think I don't want to go to work today it sounds like you love what you do yeah I really do yeah yeah to be honest I really do I love what I do I feel Uh, so what next then apart from going through all these um show reels at the moment and but once once sort of lockdown eases lots of new projects and lots of excitement hopefully yeah 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 um i mean there's a few things on the horizon um which hopefully we'll get the go then and we'll just jump in you know we kind of have to follow sort of people's needs as regards what's next but um but i'm confident that we'll be working so that's good you know that's all we need isn't it definitely well thank you so much for for sharing really that the, the process because for somebody like me who has no, no clue what how that all began and it really made me think normal people about what you did and then sort of telling us about about the route that you took to get there it's been fascinating thank you oh, so much you're very very welcome thank you oh, thank you, thank you. <laughs> thanks to louise for taking the time to talk to me she's on twitter at louise kylie and we're on at where go right we've got loads of great past episodes from actors comedians writers artists all sorts go check them out we're on podbean itunes and spotify and if you could rate us if you've got time that would be fantastic thank you to megan for all her production wizardry laura shipsey for the music and we'll see you next week This episode of Where Did It All Go Right is sponsored by Pearson. Pearson is the world's learning company, supporting talent and helping everyone to make progress in their lives through learning. Working with teachers and education experts, Pearson provides a wide range of qualification routes so you can pick the course which suits you best to develop your skills and stand out in the crowd. Visit them online at go.pearson.com forward slash Where did it all go right?